0: Middle call. Hey behave.
1: Now batting from quarantine. Promo code have YouTube subscribe. Ow. What's up, people? Here's another podcast. We are here for each other, we are here for you, we must circle up as a family, John, a promo code ham Family, and uh, by the numbers we're seeing, you guys are
0: listening to a lot of the podcasts at a very high rate, so we appreciate that very much. Thank you very much, we're glad to uh, be a part of your life in yeah. these uh, bizarre, crazy times. Bizarre, crazy times is right. Uh, we, yeah, I, the way we we talked a little before the podcast, three-day weekend?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Is it? <laughs> no. is, is
1: Monday a holiday? Uh, four day weekend. You're talking to two people, by the way, I've never met two people who are less aware of holiday days off than Haberman and Middlecoff. I never know them. You never know them, And it's usually funny. One of us will text the other one. Cause I'll tell you this, here's the holidays that don't sneak up on me, John 4th of July. It's in the name. Yep. Christmas. Always yep. the same date. Hanukkah. I'm Jewish. Sometimes sneak up on me. Cause it's the Jewish calendar. Not the American calendar.
0: It's fluid, it's moving. Right. Um when you say Thanksgiving, it's always a Thursday. Thanksgiving lasts. never sneaks up on me. Yeah. And I think that's
1: it. St. Patrick's Day always sneaks up on me. Never know when that is. Ever. Even though it's the same date every year. It's just what is it, like March
0: 15th or something? We just had to, it. To, March 18th. To me, that like 4th of July encompasses everyone. St. Patty's Day is a true kind of drinkers' holiday. Like if you're just a casual drinker or not a big partier, I'm not that locked into it. Like Fourth of July is just a legitimate holiday to me. St. Patty's Day, I I would say it's hit or miss depending on who you talk to. Now the passionate people would view it like SEC football, right? It's their it's their time to show, like that's, that's their Super Bowl. Yeah, but I I think for most people, like St. Patty's Day and Fourth of July have some similarities in the sense excuse to just kind of get wasted 4th of july typically depending on the day, like you're getting that day off is are people getting saint patty's day off from work no unless they work at o'reilly auto parts <laughs> exactly <laughs> or you know for the mob the irish mob so yeah it's just it's a little different and i would say even like the the uh the other holiday that can sneak up on you depending on the time of year and the date not the time of year but the date on that, uh, like the day of the year on that given number would be New Year's. Like sometimes you're like, whoa. It's like, <laughs> you know, if it's on like a Tuesday or Wednesday, when oh, that's it's on true. A Friday, Saturday. Like, I didn't Saturday? realize it was on a, yeah, that type of thing. I'll tell you,
1: Labor Day always sneaks up on me. I never know when that is. Is that the one going into football season? You know, you ask that question. There's, there's Labor Day and then there's, uh, President's Day? What's the no? Word? Not President's Day. Is it Memorial Day? Yeah, it's Memorial, yeah, Day. Okay, so, so Memorial Labor Day weekend, and Labor Day. Memorial Day weekend. I never know w- which is which.
0: One of those marks for college football to start. NFL is a week away. It's like the double whammy. College football starts one of them. I think it's Memorial Day. I think Labor Day is the first is one earlier. Of the year. In the I summer. think Memorial Day is the football one. Which one can you not wear white after? Labor Day.
1: Who said that? I think that's a thing. Like a. You don't wear white Do you, after labor day, like the seasonal colors of your wardrobe.
0: Well, the that, good news is me, I
1: never wear white.
0: Too messy in the meter. What about like a white t-shirt or something? I have well, not
1: counting undershirts. Yeah. I have one white t-shirt. I bought it like 5 months ago and I've worn it once inside the house. I I, I would agree. White <laughs> well, white gets messy fast. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, everybody. It is the promo code HAM YouTube channel. We've been putting up a lot of videos there, some of them live, some of them not. We hope uh, that you like us enough since you listen to this that you would go subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, check out all the stuff we got there.
0: You know what the good thing is? Like when you say we go live, well, it's no different than a podcast. Like we do record it live. Like we're live right now recording it. But if you listen to this in two days, like on YouTube, things just kind of stay evergreen, right? It just stays up there. You can click on it whenever you want. And we got so many takes and so many topics. We thought we might as well do some just random shit on the YouTube. From what I've heard, I I don't know about you, YouTube's kind of a big deal.
1: (laughs) I'm on it all the time. I've been on it a lot for many, 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 many years. When I first started doing radio in San Francisco at night, John, when I was doing the 7 to 11 p.m. show on radio before... Before we started doing a show together, my routine was basically I would do the show, I would take the bus home, and I would eat something, and then I would lay in bed for like an hour watching old David Letterman YouTube videos. I did that for a year, just going down the YouTube rabbit hole. I still do it. I mean, I still do it a lot. Like after a game, for whatever reason, if I'm in a hotel, I'll watch a lot of. First thing I pull up, my number one YouTube, if you looked at my historic YouTube history, Uh, I think number one would be old David Letterman show videos. That's a good one. What do you think number one for you
0: would be? I watch a lot of music. You can't just say music. You have to say a specific. But what I do is I just, whoever I'm on, I'm always changing. I just type in acoustic. Whoever the musician I want to listen to is I type in acoustic. And then it kind of naturally takes you down a rabbit hole. Right. Because it gives you a lot of options on the right side. I've done... A lot of Johnny Car—I got in a Johnny Carson kick because I watched like an Amazon show on him, oh. and you can just watch, you know, some of his like. Uh, I, I went on a Don Rickles deep dive one time. Yeah, done that. You, you just go. I don't know if Don could pull some of the shit off now. And I, I I do a lot of that, like older stuff. You well, know? can I give you a take?
1: Because I've done uh, the Carson deep dive. Yeah, Letterman's better than Johnny. Yeah.
0: I, I, I do think it was a lot different. The no, no times doubt. were different. I, yep. I would, they're just kind of different humans. I, I well, think Letterman. I think Letterman's funny. Johnny was a little more perfect for the times. So I, I've thought about this a lot. So let me give you this specific. To me, to take. me here, here's what I would say: both those two guys are on another level than Big Chin Jay.
1: Yeah, I mean, so it's funny because comedians all say Jay is like super funny. Like comedians, really, comedians always put Jay at a high level as a stand-up. I think, first of all, I did not live, we did not live through Johnny Carson. So judging him just on YouTube videos and old videos is unfair because you do have to judge people in the context of their era. I do think that's really important. So I say all this saying, I I can't have the definitive, definitive opinion on this because you have to know what it was like to watch Johnny at that time, given how iconic he was. I just think in terms of the – David – I think one of the hardest parts when you watch these shows is the conversations, and I think Letterman's a much better conversationalist at just, like, setting up the guests for all their jokes and stuff. So I would put him one, Johnny two. I would put, in terms of American host, um, for me, it's tough. I think, Kimmel, I think Kimmel is probably three in just that late-night host role. I think Conan is Conan's an absolute genius. Like if you, I listen to Conan's podcast. He is an absolute. His mind is on another level from most people's minds. Like well, he's a he's a Harvard guy, right? If you watch The Simpsons, like that, his head is just like The Simpsons all the time. He, just like did he, didn't he create that? The Simpsons? No, but he was a writer on The Simpsons. Writer for it. Yeah, he's an SNL writer. He's a writer on The Simpsons. He was at Harvard, so. Uh those would be probably my for me personally. Now two of those are recent. Like there were people before Johnny that people always bring up, but
0: What's your what's your favorite Letterman story?
1: My favorite Letterman story?
0: Yeah, like something that happened on a show that changed someone's life. I don't know, just is there a favorite Letterman moment? Uh god, I mean I Cause I I have two.
1: Yeah, I know you, um So Norm's stand-up on Letterman's last show is incredible. Like Norm breaks down crying, Norm Macdonald. Um, there, there are several kind of. I, I think Bill, like every Bill Murray, appearance is super weird and fun. Um, I used to always love when Letterman. A, a lot of the stuff I liked with Letterman is like that stuff that isn't iconic, the
0: stupid stuff he tried that failed or was, he would, was, do Letter, his... was Letterman a fill in for Johnny. Is that how he kind of got to start? Good. But Johnny was based in LA and he was in, weren't they connected? Somehow? I don't know that he filled in much. Uh, he would go he on Johnny's to, show a lot. He was supposed to take over and then he didn't. Right. Because they gave it to Jay. Was that part of it? Correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He was supposed to take over. Jay got it. And then Jay, you know, and then Jay kind of gave Conan the show and then took it back. So Jay that's why Jay. But that was a lot That
0: was a lot farther down the line when he gave it to Conan. Like he did it that show for yeah, yeah, like twenty yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. And he and then but, he went but, before Conan and then came back it's like I want that time slot. But
1: Jay was always the one thing about David Letterman, right? I think Letterman more, and they were on the same network,
0: and that's why Letterman was
1: supposed to slide
0: over and then Wouldn't you I say he was more Letterman was more critically acclaimed, than his ratings were never as good. Jay's, Jay
1: was more middle America, and, yeah, Jay's ratings were generally better, but I think Letterman was more the artist's favorite.
0: Well, yeah. The so Jerry Seinfeld, the Howard Stearns, the Rick, they all swear by Letterman. Yeah,
1: right? so I would just go watch old – I mean, Adam Sandler's first appearance on Letterman, um, you know, when he would do the Hello Del- Deli bit, when he would go into the crowd and give away meats for Q&As.
0: You know, Darius Rucker blew up because of Letterman. Um. To me, that's that, that to me is easily one of the best stories. Letterman is driving home in a town car, and the song's going. And he pulls over, and he asks the guy, what is this song? Or he writes it down, somehow finds it out. The Hootie and the Blowfish were, I mean, just a struggling band. Two days later, they're on the phone with Letterman. By the end of the week, either Thursday or Friday, they played, you know, Let Her Cry on the show and the rest is history. And to me, his reaction when Whitney Houston comes on his show, sings, I'm Saving All My Love for You, and and he was he's speechless. Like he's his jaw at the floor. I remember when Whitney died, Bill Simmons wrote an article just about, like, she was one of the people that are so powerful no matter where you were, wherever. You, like, the thing in radio, you always want people, if you have a great segment, to stay in their car, right? Mm-hmm. Stay in their car, even if they're parked. And his thing was always, like, if you want people, well, well, the on, radio one is always, you want to give them a tease that keeps them in the car for the next segment through yeah, the commercial break. She would keep you in the car, and it would just... Dave's reaction, you can just look at Whitney Houston, saving all my love, David Letterman, he's yeah. just... He, he's speechless. All right, so she there's...
1: That's a good I will go watch that video and I would tell everybody go watch Norm McDonald's final stand up on Letterman. That's
0: you notice well. do you follow Norm on Twitter? Norm's great. Well, so you you notice he loves golf. I'm it's a like, huge Whoa. Norm fan. <laughs> he, he loves golf.
1: Norm's show. We're gonna do some recommendations, but Norm, yeah, I I Norm is actually a good interviewer. Uh Norm's great. So anyway, we love YouTube. Go watch some YouTube's. I, a lot of cover songs, John. A big cover. You you said acoustics. I love finding. I've I've gone through cover song binges. Um,
0: how often do you envision? Like, I wish I could just jam and just do a oh, shot of myself playing. You kidding me? All the oh, time. Oh 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 oh. What's the guy's name? Um, who
1: does a bunch of YouTube covers? Is good. Some, some random guy. Uh, well, he's got a band, but... Uh, the Dan Band? Um, he's got a band, but they actually do a ton of cover songs, I think, just to kind of get, you know, get their stuff out there. Um, it's like something road or something street.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think there are a lot of famous YouTubers that are crushing it that are just famous on YouTube. Boyce Boyce Avenue. Boyce Avenue. I mean
1: just nonstop cover songs. B O Y C E Avenue. Uh okay. So we'll we'll get to some uh, other recommendations. But maybe we maybe this is the segment where we do recommendations. Let's just keep it going. What else you got? I'm gonna watch some it. billions season one, Middle Cough. the par- Welcome to
0: the Party, two thousand
1: twenty. So I can't really recommend that, but what do you think? So far, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, it's a popular. I mean, it's show. got
0: it's it's a it's got two superstars. You know, it's pretty easy to consume. It's to me, it's not just got two superstars, right? It's got other Axe's right hand guy with the goatee. Oh, he's great. With movie. like the little a, mustache. Yeah, yeah. He he's a fantastic, elite role player in a show. Uh, Giamatti's wife is just a powerful character. It's kind of unique. Yep, and then Paul and and Axe are just they'll just carry the show, and it's a show like that to me. The first couple seasons, it's always so new and fresh. It is hard to maintain it, like any show. Like remember when Dexter happens, or when when you're Ray doing Don- something a little a little outside of the box. Not Ray Donovan. What was the other one around the time of Dexter on Showtime with David Duchovny? Oh, Californication. Yeah, God, that was a great show. I was- that, that was, that's a great show. I'd highly recommend that. Ray Donovan is a great show. Uh, if if you're like, I watched, I think last summer, the Sopranos, it's just because how many seasons was the Sopranos eight where it does get a little weird, not weird. I guess dated would be the word is like, they're using pay phones. You know, they're using the phones in their car that are connected to the car that have like a, a string. So it just looks a little different, but the acting is still, and Tony is so good. It's just fantastic. Oz, you need a show to watch Oz about prison mm. with a couple really famous characters. Pretty good. And uh, I stumbled upon Netflix. Th- this show is fantastic, guy. F1 racing. Mm-hmm. Drive to survive. It's basically hard knocks. But there are, <clears throat> you know, and hard knocks just focuses on one team. Well, the F1, there are like four or five teams that matter. I didn't know this. In an F1 race, there are 20 cars. Okay, And I think and I think there are 10 teams. Every team gets two people. But okay. really, there are like four or five teams that matter. Mercedes, Ferrari, the Red Bull team, and like Raekwon or something it's called. And they just kind of follow, rotate through the four teams. But you get like, you know in Hard Knocks, part of the argument now the last four or five years. Like, God, you know, it's just so, if you're a big football fan, you're like, this is kind of vanilla. Can, can you give me some like legit inside, something I don't get from, Yeah, I, I know John, like. I want something more. I want something like in a personnel meeting, in a coaching meeting, just something. You get a lot of that, like guys screaming at each other. It's intense because so much on the line. Uh, this, you know, you ever heard of Lewis Hamilton? Yep, he's the most he's famous, like, right? Yeah, I mean, he's basically the, the. I would say if you had a if he was a basketball player, he'd be LeBron mixed with Kawhi, mixed with like Kobe. Like, he's unstoppable. He kicks the shit out of everyone. And it's just like, he's on Mercedes, but Ferrari and Red Bull are kind of right fighting for that. It's just really good. Some blow-ups. You see a guy die. Because there's like, you know, like golf. There's the PGA Tour and like the Corn Ferry Tour. Well, in F1, the Corn Ferry Tour would race on like Saturday if they race on Sunday. So, it's like the day they qualify for like the minor leagues. Just in case one of your drivers is not getting it done, you can just cut them and bring up a dude from the minors. A dude crashed. This is on 2019 and dies. He just dies on like the Corn Ferry Tour, the equivalent. He's just dead, you know. His crash was so just outrageous. But they don't show the crash. But it's like it must be right after qualifying that the minor league guys go and they're interviewing Lewis Hamilton. And you can see there are like screens where all the drivers are kind of being interviewed, going through the media. And he looks up, he's like, oh my God, I've never seen anything like that. And you can just, he's shell-shocked, and then mm. like 10 minutes later, the guy's dead, and a lot of guys racing know these guys on the lower tour, right? They're all kind of intermixed. It's just, it's well done. And, and the episodes are like 35 minutes. If you just, it, it's a good sports fix. Just got some powerful characters. It's got some Europeans, so you get some guys from Germany, dude from Italy, but they all can all speak English. But it's a ton of money getting poured in, the intensity... It's kind of it's just cool. That's not, I don't know. I'm going
1: to actually probably watch that ahead of guy. They're a hauling watches.
0: fucking ass. I mean, they just go like 200 miles on straightaways. It's it's crazy. But the other thing is, unlike the NASCAR, right? It just all the tracks basically look the same, right? Besides Sonoma, where it's the street tra- track. Every track, it's a worldwide tour. So one day they'll be in or one week they'll be in Monaco, the one like throughout the city. The next week they'll be in like Montreal. The next week they go to like Austin. The next week they're in like Spain. It it, it's it's just sweet. You just you just realize like this is a pretty I I can see where people that are diehards, like it is pretty intense. Now, the one knock would be there are only seven, eight racers that truly matter, right?
1: I don't know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, well there just are because there are only twenty guys racing and, and the, Lewis wins the majority of them. And I'm gonna the other watch three this. or four top guys. It's good. It's it's good. Sounds really good. You know, I, I, w- I watched three or four episodes the other four
1: episodes. A buddy recommended uh he's like, you know what you guys might like is the show called Modern Love. And I'm like, What first reaction was what is that reality? He said, No. It's on Netflix. Pretty good. And I realized watching it, it's a show. Well, first of all, it's a show. It's like romantic comedy, I would say, based on this New York Times, a weekly column that's in the New York Times that just tells stories of how people got together. Yeah. And it's not the same. It's not like a season that no episode is related to the previous episode. So like the first episode is the woman who ends up being the wife in um, How I Met Your Mother in the very end. She's, like, the main person. The second one is Dev Patel and, like, Jerry Garcia. Uh, the actress Catherine, uh, Catherine Keener, who's the woman in 40-Year-Old Virgin. You remember the woman who, Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. like, yep. she's, like, one of the main people in the second one. And then the third one is, like, Anne Hathaway, or maybe that's the fourth one. But the point is, I'm watching it, John. And as I'm watching it, I realize everything I watch is, like, Ozark, Outsider, uh Either like dark or mafia or like serial killer hunter or sports. <laughs> I don't watch anything that's just like, oh, that was a nice story. I never say that after the shows I watch. Like, oh, that was a nice story. But uh, they're kind of deep, but they're kind of you know, I don't know, interesting. So if you want to mix it up, I, I, they're well I, done. I, they're not I, anything I, I, I would I, ever do other watch otherwise. But
0: gonna gonna throw a red flag on a Haverman recommendation. What day is today? We're recording this on Friday, probably Wednesday night. Not uh, clearly nothing on. So I'm like, oh, I'll check out Knives Out. Yeah. Now, my, my issue was I think you really got to focus. I was kind of in and out, and I didn't. I, about 30 minutes left, I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to go to bed.
1: You didn't like it. I, everyone not, else I've recommended the- it to liked it.
0: Not that I don't like it, I, I just think it is something you got to just kind of put your phone down. It's two hours; you kind of just got to watch it. That's it, yep. It's not. It's not one of those like a baseball game that can just be in the background. You, you do. You do need to focus a little bit. That's true. Again, I'm not knocking. It's kind of cool. You got a lot going on, right? In the sense of good actors, famous people. I think it's. I didn't think it was like not well done. It was just just a lot, just a yeah. little intense. Yeah.
1: Oh okay. shit. That's that's a fair that's a fair response.
0: So yeah, I, I don't really have anything else I'm watching.
1: Okay. I'm gonna. Tr- Today's the day as we record this. I did a workout Wednesday, Monday. Uh yeah, Monday. Haven't worked out since. That's th- that is going to be the main problem I'm encountering during these times, John. Uh, in terms well, that of just that, my that's mental where, health.
0: Can, can I? Can I? recommend maybe you know like uh a nationwide maybe a nationwide memo should come out it it should be a no shaming april that people are going to put in usually people kind of start losing a little right leaving the winter headed into the spring summer we got to throw it out the window gyms are closed i think people even are a little uncomfortable to be outside uh we got to be open-minded yeah we, we might add 15 all of us and, and just celebrate it maybe we become a little chubbier of a nation than we already are i actually feel like we've become skinnier in this last year just as a whole maybe i'm wrong but just we're always hearing about like calories and what to eat and getting shamed for that shit can we stop shaming for calories for the next month let's do a no shaming calories for the do you next feel like month.
1: that's something that's been happening lately
0: no, but I just feel like everyone's into ha- just health, 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 health for the last couple of years. Calories, calories. Can't eat fucking too much ice cream. Can't eat sugar. And I agree, like, sugars are bad. But I am just mean, like, you know, like should I get pizza should I get a salad? Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I take my piece of bread off my sandwich? Now, it's just let it rip. Can we just let it rip in April?
1: Y- yeah, I mean, I'm all f- – but I'm not worried about other people judging me. I'm worried about, like, I've put in two years of, like, consistently going to the gym – which was not historically my style, and uh, I don't want to give it all back, John. That's what I'm worried about.
0: Well, I, I'm not saying you can't still like go on walks or go on a yog, because I I do believe I work out not for the body composition, because that's never really. I've been a consistent. You've given up your six, the
1: dreams of a six pack.
0: Yeah, I've been a, because I, I I work out really kind of to eat and to, to stress. When I don't work out, guy, on a couple days, and I'm just talking like 30 minute on a treadmill, I lose my mind. I get so edgy. And part of it is because I'm a huge caffeine guy. I need it to balance. I, I do it to balance me out.
1: Well, I can just tell you that Friday, March 20th is the first day that I'm feeling. Um, people are like, how you holding up? I'm like, great. I've worked from home every day. But today I'm noticing that I, I need to do something outside of the house.
0: Here, here's what I would recommend. Go run Ugh. to the water. Yeah. Dive in, swim to Alcatraz, touch it, swim back.
1: Or stay there. They have Wi Fi. Do
0: you think you could make it? Not a does chance look, in hell. Does it look far? I, I haven't been there in a while. Yeah. It look far it, especially it looks side?
1: far when you are look watching the water move, you know, and you can yeah, tell like true. the water's
0: currents. currents. It's cold. Here might be a new passage. Might do the first part rate. of that though. Yeah. What about order a paddle board on line? And get, you know, a paddleboard you, uh, thing and go out there and paddleboard.
1: You need core strength.
0: Well, fucking get some, gain some out there. You don't. We don't need an hour paddleboarding the first time. Maybe do 10 minutes and then build up.
1: Okay. I feel like I should, I, if I had given it a shot in Hawaii on, you know, one of the visits on some calm waters, some calm, clear, warm waters, maybe I'd be more apt to give it a shot.
0: On my internet dating days, I've gone out with a couple of girls that like the paddleboard and they were always in great shape. Yeah. Well, I mean, you
1: have to be. Yeah.
0: You're right. The core strength is probably a big one. No, no bellies with the paddle borders.
1: There is no better. There is no. Well, I'm sure there are. One of the worst lies you can tell is like, "Yeah, I like surfing,"
0: because I can tell by looking at you for. You can tell by looking at me, I don't surf. Well, have you ever met? Have you ever met a guy that's like a consistent surfer? You're like, yeah, that guy's in great shape, right? Always, Jesus. Or, or I, w- I, would say not just surfing. Let's just go to a, a controlled pool. Like, hey, I swim. You're like, ah, water, sport, yeah, man. water sports. <laughs> I mean, damn. You Like complexion, you just. The body, the body toned is like this guy looks good. Um, my, my biggest issue as a swimmer, Davis Aquadarts. My dad used to force me to go. I'm a pretty good swimmer. Like I, I'd go swim laps. I get bored, like, I, and I yeah. think they have the ability now to put earphones. Yeah. With with, uh, Axe one. does it
1: in season one. You can waterproof earbuds.
0: Yeah. I think you need to get one of those little iPods. You know the clips, and you just leave it on the corner. Is that the way it works, or do you? I think you just like leave it in
1: your sweatshirt over on the chair, don't you? Yeah. I don't
0: know. At at Sport. can I throw one thing out before we transition? Mm -hmm. What fair foul on this one? Mm. I tweeted this out. I like this.
1: I saw this tweet.
0: Bay Bay Club is like a big. I don't. I don't know much about them. I know they have money. They have a bunch of clubs all over the Bay Area. Yeah. They bought my gym. Like I, I think they've been acquiring. Bigger gyms over the last, I don't know, who knows, a decade. But definitely they've been aggressive these last several years. Well, they shut shut down shop. Basically, I think, I mean, is every gym in America, like there aren't gyms that in quarantine areas that are open. Like that's the, one of the first ones they shut down, right? It's one of the first things. A lot of people in there sweating. That's a corona <laughs> spreader. It's like taking a lighter to Sonoma County when it's during fire season. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's, let's shut those down. So I get it. Shut it down. First thing, I, I just assume, okay, they're going to prorate this month back, and until we get back, they're not going to charge us. I didn't even think about it. You know, you're just thinking of all these other things. I get an email, and in the email it says, again, pretty major corporation. The it's, owned, cheapest, it's owned by a hedge fund. It's owned by a hedge fund. If you're a single member at my club, like you don't have kids, you just have a single membership. I think it's $190. And then it clearly goes up for families. I mean they're they're doing from 200 to probably 500, you know, deals. Yeah. They gave an ultimatum. They started by this, we care about our people. And because of uh because of the coronavirus and we we were forced to shut down shop, we want to keep our people paid. We want to keep their health benefits up. But we want to ask you, we're not we're not forcing you to do. We're giving you. We're going to give you three options. We're going to give you. You can keep paying full dues. One, two. You can pay fifty percent dues, or you can pay zero dues. All for the same result of not using the club to kind of shame people into taking care of their own employees. Is that wrong, guy? Like uh, that's bullshit.
1: Yeah. So I read that tweet and my when you posted it, and my first reaction was. That's not right.
0: Well, here's my biggest issue. If they had done this, we're going to do a fund that is only employee-based so you can donate to the fund to give them extra money and we'll split it up or something like that. I would have... Why why aren't they paying their employees? I would agree. I'm just saying to give them extra money, something. I would have at least been intrigued. But when you say just pay your dues to the normal company, well, if you're paying... Our podcast, you just give us a five thousand dollars in revenue or whatever to help us eat. Well, how do I know that's just going go to go? It's like to me, it's like alimony or child support. Are you really using it all for the child, or are you paying some of the nut on all your mortgages at your places? Are you paying for the things you need to pay for? Is it all going toward the employees? Bullshit, because it's not. But I, I just I don't trust corporations. Yeah,
1: that's an easy one. You know, like it's one thing if you are a mom and pop restaurant where you go in and you see the owners and you, but, or whatever, it doesn't have to be a restaurant. But when I know you're owned by a hedge fund, fuck off. Go away. Like, no.
0: Get, well, my now, email went out yesterday, said John Middlecoff membership, Walnut Creek would like the 0% or the $0. Yeah. And do it like a, we're, we're
1: like, as if it's like we're banding together as a community. We're all in this together. No, fuck you. You're asking me to do it for you. Like one thing I've seen, we've talked about the idea to buy gift cards at places. I saw another one. Some places are selling bonds. So you can buy for $75 a bond to a restaurant. And when the restaurant reopens, that's worth $100. It's like it's like you pay 75 cash now and you'll get $100 of value when the restaurant reopens. That's a cool idea.
0: That's actually pretty smart. They're smart people, guy.
1: There are smart people. And then there's people doing podcasts like us and YouTubes. Uh, okay, one thing, one sports topic we were going to get into today. Brady signed officially. And um, something that, uh, that came out of that as it relates to the Raiders and the Niners. And we'll get to that coming up in a moment, John. But first, we'll tell you this podcast is brought to you by Untuck It. Traditional button-ups look long and baggy. And sometimes in uh, this day and age, you need to put on a collared shirt, walk around the house, make yourself feel like you're getting something done. So that's where you can go to untuckit.com. The promo code is HAM. You get free shipping. You get free returns on all orders in the U.S. And you save 20% off your first order when you use that promo code.
0: Guy, do you know this? We've always talked about the one on Union Street. There is an untuckit in Walnut Creek.
1: I did not know There's that.
0: An Untuck. I did not know that either till someone tipped me off to it. The other day, so untuckit.com, promo code ham, I got a bunch of shirts, you got a bunch of shirts, support uh, this podcast, if if you want some shirts for when uh, real life gets going and we start wearing our shirts and looking good, I'm wearing them around the house, guys wearing them around the house, feeling good, feeling just, feeling positive, untuckit.com, promo code ham, the shirts don't hang down to your knees, Uh, they got collared shirts, we've all had the button ups that are just, you can only wear with like a suit, or tucked in because they just it's not possible and that's historically how button-ups are right and that's where untucket.com promo code ham comes in how about this you want to have a little uh date night at home you know think outside the box dress up
1: yeah it's a good idea if you have no
0: kids don't get lazy in marriage
1: wait for the kids to go to bed i guess hope they go to bed i've dm'd with a few people or texted with a few people who like have kids one guy yesterday is like i We got three, a baby. I'm homeschooling two of them. We don't have enough space. Everyone's going crazy.
0: I I saw someone tweet, the timeout ratio in my home has quadrupled.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: So uh, Ian Rappaport tweeted this about Tom Brady on Friday after
1: Brady signed. This is how it all kind of shook out. The Bucs and the Chargers were the only teams that made offers. The Patriots did not make an offer. They were waiting to see if he wanted to return. The Raiders and Niners, briefly considered, never made an offer. The Titans went in on going all in on Ryan Tannehill. Interesting dynamic, right, because we know none of those things are as simple as they seem. The Bucks and Chargers making offers, okay, that's simple, right? The Patriots, that's Gray, waiting to see if he wanted to return. The Raiders and Niners, rap sheet puts them in the same category, John, of briefly considering, but I think they're in two different categories, And then to me, the one that needs the most fleshing out is the Titans. Why did the Titans go all in on Ryan Tannehill? Did they do it because they thought Tannehill was better? Did they do it because Brady told him I'm not coming there? Um, That's the one that to me is still there will be the piece written in September or whenever football starts that gives us a little more insight on that.
0: Well, let's start with them. They They had the biggest risk because they had a quarterback that they liked who was a free agent. So if he just tells you with a straight face, I'm unsure, I think you can look at each other and just go, it's not worth the risk. Of letting Tannehill leave. Of letting Tannehill walk, or of just, because they didn't franchise Tannehill, Tannehill clearly had probably let them know, I am open to doing a deal. I want to stay here. Right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't Ryan Tannehill be, behoove him to stay with a team that believed in him trading for him, made him the quarterback, then having success, and yep. that were open to signing him? I I you're right. The, the The actual details, the Wickersham article is coming. That's inevitable, and it's going to be juicy. But I think with them, I'll be a little shocked if it's just as simple as Tom wasn't quite positive where he wanted to go, and they just the risk was not worth them getting a no. Because getting a no means like is Jameis Winston their quarterback if they had played the game and Tom chose Tampa Bay over him? Because you could say would Tom still have chose Tampa Bay over? Mike Vrabel, because it's not like Tampa has some random coach. They have an offensive head coach. And they have better weapons than, than Tennessee, and they were willing to pay. So, I, I think that would factor in. The Patriots one, we've talked about
1: that element of what he wrote, right? this In whatever way it can be mutual, felt that way. But the Niners and Raiders, briefly considering – Um. Would the Raiders have signed? We've talked about it. Would the Raiders have signed Tom Brady if he wanted to come? And did Tom Brady want to be a Niner?
0: We'll start with the. I'll start I think, with the Niner. I think the answer I, to both of
1: those things is yes. Right.
0: The one question would be: It's pretty clear that everyone around Tom, reporting on this, that's been right, said the East Coast factored in. That's true. If their family was going to live in New York, it's probably a little faster in uh, the high-level net jet wheels up operation that he's flying hell he's probably might be on a different level than all those operations like he's flying on a fast plane right That's <laughs> like might not be an f-16 but it's moving at quicker speeds than the uh, uh the spirit airlines that haberman and middlekopf are flying cross country or united or whatever I, I i do think that's a long trip if family which means a lot to them separating from your family they wouldn't move out here that would be a question mark, but there is no question mark. The best team suited for him would have been the Niners, the Raiders. I just they're just not as equipped talent wise. So just that, just that fact. There, if you had to rank the teams, Tampa Bay seven and nine, but their quarterback was throwing picks at a historic rate. Their defense was actually, I guess I, I saw some stats was really good toward the like second half of the season. Like they had a lot going for them in a division which. Carolina's tapping out, Uh, Atlanta's always in flux, and the Saints are good, but they are, we see, they're they're somewhat flawed for a great team. And then you look at the Raiders, well, they are, I think you could say with a straight face, the worst team in their division, just in the sense of the Chargers had the worst record last year, but the Chargers team is dramatically more talented, and has been to this playoffs way more times over the last decade with the core of players than the Raiders. Denver came on at the end of the season has had I think the same record 7 and 9 started like 1 and 7 with a bunch of like tight losses and they did you notice they just traded five-time straight pro bowler Joel Casey for seven Yeah,
1: record? he was owed a lot of money.
0: I saw when you were talking when we were talking about Letterman and stuff rumors are that Melvin Gordon might end up in Denver? Yeah. Like, it's just, the, the AFC West is, and I'm not, the, the Raiders are solid too. That division's really just good. And the best team in the league is in that division as well. So, I, I just don't know if it really penciled for Tom. It was just not an interesting option. Yeah, I, could he go, now you could say, well, the, are the Bucks that much different than the Raiders? They've made the playoffs one time in 12 years. Right? I, I think like they've been winning.
1: Yeah, just better, much better offensive talent in place. Like, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans alone. Yeah. Right, just those two guys. If those two guys were on the Raiders, we might say the Raiders are a better place. 100%. So, and then from the Niners' perspective, you know, we go back to Chris Sims saying this was them deciding we are in on Jimmy. It could partly have been what you said, though, about the Raiders. It could apply to the Niners, too, that maybe they knew... Maybe they were leaning Jimmy anyway, and then it became clear to them Tom wasn't interested, and so that's an easy way. Like, hey, that's where we're really – We no, we said no. You know, I don't. Some I don't know that these things are always that cut and dry. Sometimes place. Uh, sometimes these conclusions are just reached in a natural way without anyone saying I'm in or
0: I'm out. Because I would say this from a Raiders perspective. Why in the middle of a rebuild? Why would you risk this? Like you're still pretty fluid with car. You can always get rid of them. You can always trade them. You got some. If you got some ammo, if you want to trade up, ticket sales. Yeah, but they're going to Vegas. I don't think the ticket sales are going to be a problem, right? Because ticket sales are already good, and they they haven't made the playoffs ever. <laughs> it's just when you're new, it's just easy to me. The Tampa Bay ticket sales more important. You notice, like last year, a lot of empty stadiums. It was just. Ugh they needed more of a boost them and the chargers needed a legit boost chargers definitely now you think tampa excuse me if tom had signed with the chargers it would have given them some huge boost going in the stadium or is that a little overplayed in Los Angeles?
1: No, I think it would have given them just maybe, I don't know if it's like, well, they have had season ticket sale issues. Um, but if
0: you were like a 15-year-old kid, would you be like tugging at your dad, like I want to go see Tom Brady for the Chargers or of the Rams? I, I
1: think it would just help them cut through the noise a little bit that they're up against so many other teams all the time. I just time. got Tom
0: fucking Brady on billboards. It helps. It wouldn't hurt.
1: <laughs> it would just help the Q rating, so to speak. So Wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Now they draft a quarterback sixth overall; they can hype that guy up too, but it's there's only one Tom Brady, right? If they get Justin Herbert or if they get Tua, and everyone's
0: talking about that guy,
1: that works at least until the season starts.
0: You mentioned this on a topic on the YouTube, but I, I think about it every time a draft prospect. Again, you you get these thoughts because they're real, and we shouldn't be in denial the draft, I think it's fair to say it still feels like it's going to happen, but it by no means is 100% going to happen because there could be 10 powerful GMs all get their owners and be like, listen, if there is any light at the end of the tunnel in like three or four weeks, if we could push this back a month so we could just get a month of visits, right, of the guys that we want to draft in the top couple rounds Mm -hmm. because they're not able to do that. And I would imagine – some visits definitely happened, but of the, the total amount of visits, I'm just going to do an educated guess, 12% of them happened. Maybe less. Because really, to me, guy, visits start happening once GMs can focus a little more once free agency is over. Because now they can shift their focus. Like, let's bring in these guys. If we're drafting 10th, let's bring in the three or four those guys. They go out to dinner with the owner and the coordinator and the coach those are pretty big moments where you just look the guy in the face, have a legitimate human conversation. And not everything's about football. Things are about life. Like, how'd you grow up? Like, what? Tell me about yourself. <laughs> just be a human. That's, it's going to be, I, I do feel for general managers. And just even the player, I, I feel for the whole operation. It's going to be difficult to make, feel really confident because i it's one thing to say like the teams that put in the work in the fall. Yeah, but we're still dealing with you. I just would like to talk to the guy. Even the high character guys get a feel for would this guy fit our culture? Does he what's he like? And that's it's I mean if we go like if the draft does happen and we're going at this pace, that is not happening, right?
1: Nope. Now all of a sudden the guys at the combine you know it's going to be hard for non-combine players to kind of rise.
0: Did you bring up this tweet in YouTube, or did I read it in the middle of the night when I was kind of at a, in a daze? I think Schefter wrote, or, or, yeah, I think it was him. One thing with Tua is he's one of the more polarizing players in the draft because you can bring him into your facility, you can get your hands on him, and that's just not able to happen right now beside the basic combine medical check. You know, if you were a team thinking about drafting him, you might wait to bring in Tua, like, till april 18th just like okay we feel good about you know this extra month right he basically said like he's a gr- he's going to be an all-time draft mystery and he is you know would you say he's burrow's equal just in terms of fame i mean he's been at the tip of everyone's tongue for a couple <sighs> years he might whether he's as good as burrow or better or whatever but he just my he long just tua
1: yeah my only hesitation is is he more famous but yes i think he's at minimum his equal
0: so, you're talking about one Because he's been more, famous longer. Yeah. So, you're talking about one of the more famous college prospects in the last decade. Like, you just say Tua going into the draft. That is luck, right? Baker, Tebow. whoever. Darnold, Tebow. Like, he's been in our vernacular. I'm more
1: famous than Darnold.
0: a year? right, because he won natties. Won natty and went to another. It was that Alabama? Well, I, I just. I, I'm starting to think that. They just potentially, I mean, they're having these discussions. Would it just be better if we can get a two-week span of bring guys in? Or then it's like, how do these guys pick and choose? Let's just go ahead as planned. It's on you guys. Because to, to the league, it doesn't matter that much. Like, big picture of the league, whether you whether your favorite team, whoever's listening, let's say your favorite team is the Chargers. It doesn't sound like the Bills. I mean, whoever. <laughs> it's like Chargers. Titans. Those. They got strong fan base. Who? Yeah, whoever. The Does the league care if you hit or miss your pick? No. Not at all.
1: The draft is just get more eyeballs. Well, what have I always said? It doesn't matter who wins a championship as long as you go through the process of getting to a championship and somebody wins it. That's all that matters.
0: Well, that's why watching Adam Silver with Rachel, you could tell... They're terrified that it's just not going to happen. And when something just ends, when's the last time something ended? Right, the '94 baseball strike—that sucks.
1: Yeah, because that the NBA really lockout the, was to start the season.
0: Yeah, to me, what sucks about this NBA season is there were some things shaping up, like LeBron James going to bring the Lakers a championship. Yep. Could could Kawhi win? It? Is is Giannis going to go back to back MVPs and win a ch- like? There were going to be between Giannis. The Clippers and the Lakers, more than likely a historic moment. I, I got another one. Is like the Harden dynasty, not, you know what I mean by dynasty, like the the mm-hmm. Harden era, better mm-hmm. word than dynasty. The Harden era, is it going to come to an end? Like D'Antoni, Maury, are these guys all going to get shit-canned when they get bounced potentially in like the first round?
1: To save money?
0: And it's just probably not going to happen. Like you, Like baseball, while it sucks, at least it never started. Yeah, where you'd go? Are they not going? Are
1: we going to have an MVP? Will they hand out an MVP award this year? If there's no, if the NBA Wait. doesn't return.
0: Well, I Rachel asked him that question. I thought, I thought Adam gave some bad answers. I thought this one was pretty good. Like I, I have, I'm not going there yet because once he goes there, it's they're basically acknowledging like that's legitimately on the table. I don't think yeah. he wants to say like we're we're going to start. Yeah, we might have to do some voting. <laughs> Do you think Giannis wins the MVP if they if the season gets ended? Probably, but I think LeBron
1: was making a push. Would you would you hand out an MVP? We can talk about this another time, but my first reaction I, is no.
0: I'd have to think about that. I, my first reaction was yes, really, because because I do think you could justify. They did play sixty. Yeah, plus you games. could. I to, to me though, some
1: sometimes if it's close, it comes down to what happens down the stretch. Would Especially be in a league u- where it's like no one starts playing hard until, you know, after the All Star break. Well,
0: who had been fucking playing hard since the All Star break? LeBron had been exactly. kicking the shit out of everyone. I, I, to me, it'd be one of the great all timers. Like Giannis won back to back. Asterisk. LeBron was coming on like a fucking wildfire. He was kicking ass, taking names. He was gonna lead him to a championship. Yeah. It, and it would be the one in fairness where I'd be like, well, there is an argument for LeBron because uh, I do, I, 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 I know do, what I, I feel that way. I do feel like he was an coming, for LeBron. Yeah, he was kind of having his Jordan moment like, hey, guys, it's on and I ain't losing and I'm just better than Giannis. So he might have that mindset, too, because I do respect him and I think he tries his ass off. But LeBron is just better. And LeBron was just at this mode. I, I, I'm not, I go back and forth. LeBron, I've never disrespected his. He's the second best player I've ever watched if it does end. It does suck that an all-time great player was about to potentially have a historic moment in mm-hmm. league history for the historic franchise. Like, there's a chance Nick, he might just run out of gas. You know, I <laughs> mean, he's 35. It might have been just his last like big push. Ha- Hail Mary, yeah. You know, just Hail Mary completes it. Hail Mary's wrong word. Just uppercut. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Big punch. I big I,
0: punch. I I think he's got another one in him.
1: Maybe a few, I don't know, but it, you're right. It was set, setting up to be one of the big bullet points on his career resume,
0: he's especially given the, you know
1: Kobe's death, and he's just, gonna get some rest again. Yeah, that's true. All right. On that note, everybody, uh, stay safe out there. We appreciate you listening to the podcast, and um, you know, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hashtag quarantine. We'll see what comes next. Later,
0: peace.